Hey, what's up guys? This is Perry with Premier Guitar here in Nashville, Tennessee. Super excited to be doing another Thrice Rig Rundown. It's been, what, like almost six years probably since we did the last yeah, one. Yeah, right? I think so. It's been a long time. And a lot has changed. Definitely. A whole lot has changed. Brand new record. Yeah, a uh, new record just came out. Uh, I think all my, did I have these last time? No, I, new I signature. Okay. So I was, everything is different, yeah. Yeah. And a whole new rig situation too. But yeah. first and foremost, let's talk about these because, man, how cool to have your own signature. That rules. Very cool. Uh, yeah, these, they're just made so well. Uh, they play fantastically. And then so I basically got to take an iconic kind of classic shape and do some cool, really classic colorways, put in uh, the single coil uh, on the neck and then I moved this guy because I always hit that up here. Oh, did uh, it have like the Les Paul? Yeah, I had switch? the Les Paul. Okay, yeah, I can't, yeah, that drives me crazy. I can't do that. So yeah. Move that down here, move this over, stacked it because I was hitting it coming through. And then we added this, which is my favorite. So if it's up, it's like a normal guitar, all this works. But live, I have this down and <clears throat> goes to a stereo out. Um, and so the stereo goes separately into the helix and then I can control which pickup is being used for which for whatever parts I can blend them in there so basically if I hit a foot switch it's telling the helix which of these to use or what blend eat that Albini that's a wall of that's got to sound so <laughs> huge dude. uh yeah I mean it's you can get like I almost never have it 50 50 but like doing like 75 25 either way can sound really cool and it's for me, for me, it's nice because I'll be playing something starting and it's really chill, and then all of a sudden I can just hit, and it'll switch pickups and everything. So right, right. That's great. Now, did you have an issue when designing that with the difference in output between the humbucker and the single coil, or is it so? I started thinking. I'd been thinking about that for a long time. Like, should I? I was gonna try to balance output, balance the tone, because you can do stuff where you roll off the some of the oh, like the boomy lows to balance it. But if you're using something like the Helix. EQ I'm it setting out. snapshots yeah. anyway, and so I'm, I just use my, uh, I'm going through like the Klon, which is the, like the Minotaur, but it's like a Klon clone. Uh, I'm mostly controlling EQ just with the tone knob on that, and so if I switch it anyway, I'm just, I'm dialing it to exactly the tone I want anyway, and I hit it, so I don't really have to worry about it. <laughs> That's no. pretty convenient. It is Wow. Great. So did you have a hand in the, uh, the, the woods or anything, you know, other than the interesting wiring situation? Um, it's, it's, I think on these, I don't know, they might have switched some of the production, but it's it's like, there's so many kinds of mahoganies. It's a, I think it's like an African mahogany, uh, which is fun, because the whole thing feels a bit to me like, like I used to play SGs, and then I played like Jazz Masters, and it feels a bit like a mix of those to me. Like yeah. it's, it's thinnish, uh, solid. It's uh, strat-like, but definitely an offset too. Like, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I love it. mess with that whole, like, uh, jams and Jaguars have that circuit. Nobody knows how to, that mysterious circuit. Yeah. That is kind of a band anyway. And then I was thinking about making a, a hardtail, but uh, I feel like I was playing uh, Guitar Hero at the time, and it was, like, so fun it's with Whammy. And I was, like, I'm keeping it. And Dude. so I've, I end up using it. Yeah. I was going to ask about that because you don't, I mean, well, this one doesn't have a, have a. I think it's just not on there. Just right. not on there. But uh, Thrice has never struck me as, like, a. <laughs> you know, like yeah, I use it a little more subtly, subtly yeah. Sure, so yeah, yeah. Um, just little bits here and there, it's fun. Yeah, well, that's awesome, man. How cool! I mean, the last time we talked, you had 
you know, like a Nash Jaguar style guitar and a Cabin Canary. And do you feel like with, because th this is all you have on the road right now. Your yeah, so this right? one is strung uh, D to D and, or, and can do drop C. And then this is strung B to B and drop A. For your uh, baritone songs. <clears throat> yeah, but oh. it's the same scale, which is nice switching between songs. It's not like you're, it, it all, all the guitars feel the same, so. Yeah, that's gotta be a bit of an advantage, not going yeah, back and I, forth. Yeah, and I, it sounds a little different than stringing up a, a full scale, but um, not really worse or better. It's just different. Right. So. Now, that said, did you have to like put a different nut on this and like? No, uh, just you cut it a little wider. Yeah. Wider, that was it. Yeah. Really? Huh, and interesting. Then, my favorite thing, this is not on the production models, but I had them put uh, glow dots in here, so which is like game changing for like, cause the, the lights are pretty dynamic and it'll cut to something super dark and I can trans, I can keep going. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. That's awesome. That's super fun. Well, right on. So this guy and a backup, well, you have backups for each, right? So, yeah, so backup I, yeah, for the main baritone and sure. then a backup for each. Cool. And then I have, one of each at home, and that's literally all the electric guitars yeah. I own. So. Wow, so <laughs> no more tube amps. No more tube amps. Which I comes... record with this. Do really? It yeah. No kidding. It's the only thing I use on the record. Um, just direct in. Yeah. Wow. Well, also, just so you guys at home know, there are powered cabs on stage, so you can get feedback, I'm guessing. And yep, so I have one right here because it's more consistent than running through a different sure. uh, <clears throat> monitor every day, so I know, like, how it's going to react when I move the pedal or get closer or whatever. Yeah. So I have an XFX. I've played with Kempers. I did have the opportunity to play with a Helix a little bit, but what? Uh, nowhere near a deep dive. What's the um, What's the learning curve like? How long did it take you to really kind of get it dialed in? I think the UI is very well done on it. Uh, the screen. You the can colored screen is so tight. Like, screen is, is so great. Nice. You can do anything. I mean, it, the app is really great on on a computer too. Um, but a lot of things are actually easier on here. Uh, they're like touch capacitance. I don't know how to say it, whatever it is. But you can like touch two of the pedals, and it'll just be like, you want to swap these, and you swap it. Like, it's really cool. That's so cool. So there's there's a lot of stuff built in there that's very easy to use. Um, oh wow! So I think the bigger deal is I, I think if you came at it you could get lost in trying to be like every tone you're using a different amp or whatever. So what I do is I've got like, here's the amp. It's just like a Fendery kind of clean tone. sound. Sure. I'm running the clone thing into it, going into two cabs. And that's, that's like the base tone for almost everything. And then I build off that and do fun effects. And sometimes I'll use a different drive, but most of the time that's the consistency. And then I get to play with everything else and not have to worry about, is this balancing live for the engineer right. or whatever. Now, are you setting this up like by set list or is it kind of like a pedal board in the sense of here are my gain stages? It's, it's very much like a set list and I have this flip so I go down through okay. the set list. Oh, hey, so you already um, have the, everything set for each song. You're not. Yep. And okay. so it's using snapshots, which is like my favorite thing that they've done because you don't get the like going through a preset. It's got to load the next thing. Uh, and so there's always going to be a little bit of a delay, <clears throat> but the presets are basically just anything you have loaded right now, it can change any of the parameters with zero delay at all. And so when I hit a new, it's as if I like stopped time and went and tweaked all my stuff and then went back in. Uh, so it's, it's really, really That's great. Insane. So everything on there, like if I hit this thing, it can be changing, 
you know, the tone, the the gain, whatever, and it's messing with whatever pickups I'm using for right. that. Yeah, that I'm, I'm, man, I, you know, I, I, I listened to the soundtrack, it sounded phenomenal. This technology has come so much further than the little red kidney bean it, thing. It really know? has, and like, the, everything about this thing is like super solid, sturdy. Uh, the sounds like were always good, but this level, like once they hit the Helix up, it's like perfect. And I was telling you earlier, I, in my in-ears, I, sp I split the two cabs a little bit, put a little delay on one. It sounds really huge and nice. And um, yeah, I have pretty much zero complaints, except that I want more DSP always. Right, but, right, right. <laughs> I get by. Yeah, right so. on. So just out of curiosity, the, the pedal, there's a pedal on the unit. Does that control volume or is that an expression out? Whatever or? you want it to be for each. Oh my God, that's rad. So, <clears throat> I use it a lot. Um, like on Hurricane, we were soundtracking like I have on parts of it, there's like more gain and some more kind of sauce on it. And I'll use it instead of like punching in or out, like turning those on or off, it like slides you can into it in and yeah. out. Yeah. Um, Just surely sounds more natural. Probably a lot more like the record as well, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just certain things you're like, I want it to sound this way, and you can generally figure out a way to do it, which is like my old, I saw a picture of my old rig the other day, and it was like giving me like <coughs> uh, just flashbacks of anxiety because it was basically could do everything this can do, but it was so complicated to set up because I had the MIDI routing and right. so many, it was. Not to mention sorry. that one tube goes and you're, that's an hour yeah. of time trying to figure out what well, the Well, and a consistency too. Like, right. it always sounds like I can practice at home. It sounds the same. Like, when I do a fly date, I have this with me and one backup, and that's it. And I don't have to worry about that they send the wrong Vox because that's usually what they do. Right. There's that one. Yeah, plus you guys sucks. are playing shows big enough and European dates and stuff where the back line is going to be inconsistent. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've heard AC30s in America that sound a lot different than AC30s in Europe for some reason, and maybe it's the power. There's just, there's a, there was a period of, I can't remember which, the CC, I can't remember which one it was, but there's one that is not the same and does not sound great and that's shown up a decent amount of times. So. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So, all right, well, before we move on to Tepe, I just, out of curiosity, because, you, you know, your rig last time was pretty, relatively complicated. You had a MIDI switcher and a bunch of Strymon pedals and all this stuff. What's a good example of some, uh, you know, a sound that was very, very complicated before that's like just super easy now? Um, it's more about, okay, so using all the Strymons, they, those are fantastic. They're amazing, and yeah. I, I would say like anything on the Helix, like, is it going to be like exactly or as good as like something? Like, maybe not, because it's not specialized to any of sure. those things, but at this point, it's definitely close enough and I wouldn't know the difference, like had I not programmed it myself or whatever. But the thing was that it was, I had to program different settings into each of the Strymons separately and then tell the computer to tell it what to do on each one. So right. this is just like, yeah, I just go bloop, and it's totally. like, I want a little more instead of like rerouting what it's telling. Oh, I got to do make a new patch, then send it to that. So it's, it's just a turn of a knob. It's great. That's so handy, man. And you know, obviously that fits in a overhead, <laughs> you know, if you had a fly date. Yeah. I basically I have a Pelican off. and I have two that sit in there. It's under 50 pounds. It's brilliant. Man, I love what these companies are doing with modeling. You know, a lot of amp purists are going to see this and shit all over it. But, you know, with so many people, especially after this past year, 
you know, according to like, you know, uh, Sweetwater sales, people are diving into home recording and recording in general. And these basically allow people to take their plugins with them wherever they go, and it is so brilliant. They like, also yeah. have a, like a, a plugin of the Helix stuff, like for recording uh, workspaces. So it's all the same stuff, and you can transfer patches between. There's a couple things that don't work, like because this has outs and stuff. If you wanted to add other things. Uh, all right, that's a question for you. Then in, in that case, because you said you recorded with this, were you just using the desktop interface, or were you using? I the wasn't. Actual I was using this just because I want it to be dynamic anyway. Like, but there's times where. I don't know if we did on this record, the last record where we'd be like, oh, we wanted to add that track and the amp wasn't set up or whatever, so we just picked it up and did something real quick. But, uh, yeah. How handy. Well, damn, I, uh, I love how you've uh, really slimmed it down here and made your life a whole lot easier. Yeah, I have the tuner on there. Uh, but Surely it has a built-in tuner. It does, but before they didn't have a, it wouldn't do a bypass. And so if you had it engaged, it would shut off the sound. And I usually have, I'll build like Ring a pad and, stuff, and, sure. and then, now they've added that, but I haven't had time to incorporate, so I might just switch over that. Right. Yeah. Simpler I've time. always wondered to myself as well, like if there are any just tiny differences that we don't notice between tuners, because I notice a lot of bands, if they're on Boss, they're all on Boss tuners. I, there are, for sure. Like, this really? doesn't line up with the, the polytune. So I would, I would basically, but you can set offsets, so I would, sure. I would set an offset to get Like it two to cents with, one way or another. Yeah. Interesting. So Dustin, you mentioned um, because of the stereo cable, it allows you to, um, do different things with different pickups. Uh, can you maybe give us as, as an example of that? Yeah, so sometimes it's like the blending thing, but a lot of times it's being able to just switch it with the um, each snapshot on here. So for instance, the beginning of Hurricane starts off with a really clean sound that's definitely very uh, bridge focused. It's a nice kind of belly. And then, I'm but I'm playing that, it slams immediately into this kind of big lead sound. So as I'm going, I'll hit the new snapshot and it will change to the bridge pickup and it changes. So you don't even have to switch the pickup on your guitar. No, yeah, that's the thing. I don't, I don't do all, all of this is disengaged when this is in. Gotcha. So it's just routing out these on separate channels. One goes in the input, one goes into uh, return. And I have that basically when that return goes up, it's mixing in this to where if it's 100%, it's only this, and it mixes down. So I'll be like playing this. So it's, it's switching all that, it's switching this. It's great. I mean, it's not physically switching this, but it basically is in practice. So. Love that. It's, everything is uh, <laughs> it's trying to be as simple as possible so I can play the show and then be present and engaged. And, as little tapping as any yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, damn, Dustin, thank you for the, the lesson in digital technology here. We're going to talk to Tepe, but thank you so much. I appreciate Cheers. it. <laughs> All right, guys, now we're on the other side of the, well, uh, a couple feet. Look in the other direction on the, uh, on the same stage with Tepe, um, whose rig has not changed as much as Dustin's, but there are a couple of, uh, a couple of new things, namely this guitar that you made. Yeah. Dude, let's talk about that. That's cool Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of like this weird, not spur of the moment, but we finished recording and I realized that I had some like some nicer, cooler guitars, like I have some, a couple 70s Les Pauls and whatever that have mostly just sat around in, the, in our storage place for the last however many years. 
that I've been touring on them. And I realized that like, yeah, even I thought about using them a couple times when we were recording, but they just weren't set up. They'd been neglected for a while. They needed new pickups and whatever. And so I, it started with me, with me being like, I should, you know, give these guitars some love and maybe put some new pickups in them and whatever. And so I started looking into pickups. Um, and for some reason that got me on the train of like, uh, maybe I can wind my own pickups. <laughs> that's a slippery slope, dog. I, I, dude, I don't know. I just, that's just, I, I just go there. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, maybe I, should, I can learn to wind my own pickups and then I can just try and like experiment with what I, exactly what I want, you know? Um, and then so that kind of like snowballed into me being like, oh, maybe I'll try and build like a kit guitar. Because um, I've always made stuff. I don't know. I, I, I like making stuff with my hands. And, but for some reason, I've never actually made a guitar. And so, I was going to say, because you seem to tinker. The very first time we ever met was like 15 years ago. And we had a conversation about um, uh, those DIY pedal kits. And you were uh, making yeah, those yeah, for yeah, a while. Uh -huh, yeah. And then you made an amp that got stolen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I guess guitar is kind of like the last part of that equation yeah, as far as I handmade stuff. Yeah, it's kind of actually interesting that I'd never really tried it. But anyway, so yeah, I was like, maybe I'll try a kick guitar. And then I was like, well, if I'm going to do that, maybe I'll try and make, you know, maybe get like a warm off neck and then make my own body. And then I was like, yeah, if I'm going to do that, I might as well just try and make the neck too. It was just a slow progression into me deciding to just build the whole thing. All right, what was the hardest part? Um, the neck. Yeah, yeah, I would say by far the neck was the hard, the most challenging thing. Um, but yeah, the whole thing was, it was fun. It, it was stressful at times. Um, I have very little woodworking experience, so like, you know, a lot of the basic things you would do to build the guitar, a lot of it was my first time even doing any of it. So it was like, it was a very steep learning curve. Um, to be honest, I didn't expect it to work out, really. Um, like, the, I even did like a bolt-on neck where, you know, a guitar like this would have probably normally been a set neck. Right. But I didn't expect the neck to work out, so I was like, well, I'll do a bolt-on, so if the neck totally blows, then I can, you know, Dude, I gotta be honest, on. we look at guitars that some guy made Every day, yeah. And this okay. has got to be the cleanest. Man. Oh yeah. You did a really, really good job. Oh, thanks, I mean, man. even like the wood pickup rings. And yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It, I, it worked out, and I'm, I'm pretty stoked on it. And obviously, I've acquired a lot of tools in the process. So I'm like, okay, now I gotta build I gotta a start few more. Making guitars. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> now, what made you decide to go with like the kind of like I don't know double cut or like genie yeah. double cut body um, shape? Well, it's basically so Les Pauls are like you know kind of my go-to guitar. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted a double cut, uh, so I literally just, the body is basically a Les Paul body, cut in half, mirrored, and then offset. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so that's the gist of it, and then obviously just kind of, you know. I guess, there, yeah, I guess I didn't notice that it is offset a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very yeah, cool. so that's basically the gist of it. Oh, um, and that gives you a little, a little more room up with the yeah. higher frets mm -hmm. too, yeah. Yeah, and then I... For scale length, this was actually something I didn't really even think about until I started thinking about building. Um, it's a 25-inch scale, which I, I guess PRSs are. Right, which is actually between a Fender and a Gibson, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. So that was the thing for me is like, Gibson scale length always feels a little too small for me, um, but Fenders always feel a little bit too long, because I, I probably because I'm used to the Gibsons more. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll just try something in between. Um, so I did a 25 inch scale neck, uh, even like the fretboard radius is something I'd never even thought about ever. 
but you know when you're making it you have to think about it so um, I went with a 10 inch radius which uh, I believe Gibson's are 12 and then fenders are like seven to nine I think right yeah so yeah again so that's kind of, I just kind of tried to land between the two because I'm comfortable with either and uh, I thought it'd be interesting to just kind of mash it up and yeah so, yeah, that's that's kind of the gist of it. And did you like you did the front wire like everything like? Yeah, yeah, wow. the, yeah. I mean, if don't look too close because you'll see some goofy, <laughs> some goofy stuff. But um, do you ever get your high e like stuck up under a fret or anything? No, not like yet, the, not yet. Not yet. All right, good, good, good. Um, but yeah, like I th I think if you look really closely, like some of the frets are like not perfectly square. Um, Bro, so yeah, I like when I do it, like when I like well before I strung it up, I was like I don't know, like some of the the notes might be out of tune, but honestly, it seems fine. It sounded so. great in soundcheck. Cool. Yeah. But I noticed that you got kind of almost like a Ernie Ball style, or a Fender style. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that truss thing. rod. Yeah, yeah. I had that on. I have an Ernie Ball guitar that had that, and I thought it was cool. And the place I was ordering parts from had that, so I was like, I'll try oh, that. Oh, easy. Yeah. And it actually makes the headstock look super clean. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't wow. know. I don't know if I'll do it again, but I don't know. It's fun Well, to man, try. color me impressed. I can't oh, believe thanks, you pulled man. that Cheers, off for your you. first guitar. <laughs> That's yeah, great. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I've, I've also considered it, too, just out of boredom, especially during COVID, but I would go with a warmth neck or something, like, yeah. almost always, just to yeah. make sure I wasn't... Yeah, that was the plan, but I just, I just mm -hmm. fell into a full rabbit hole and yeah. couldn't find my way out of it, so... Well, I love that your number one is a guitar that you made. Um, for the baritone songs, you're, you brought that same Fender Berry that we yep. talked about last time. Kind of yep. looks like a bass six, it might be, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it was like a... Those suckers are a long scale, like, it it's is, like 30, right? Uh, it's, I don't know, it's longer than, so yeah, it was like a weird series that they did. I, don't, I think they only made it for a year or two or something like and that. And then they're really, really hard to find, yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. I just happened to luck out and get it like whenever they made it. Yeah, it's a Jaguar and it's like not quite the scale length of a Basics, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's longer than a standard baritone. I think it's around uh, 30 or so. I don't know, yeah. don't quote me on that, yeah. But so you're pretty much on those two guitars all night. Yeah, so yeah, well, yeah, I guess, yeah. So the other thing that I was able to like really think about is the electronics. Um, and so I had, I wired it to where uh, the neck splits, the bridge splits as well. And then the big thing for me actually is that I figured out how to do like a, a bass cut circuit oh. for the neck. Um, I always found that humbucker neck pickups are always a little too bassy. They're burly, yeah. And I can't, I, for me, I can't use them because of that. And that's why I've always, I liked single coil neck pickups. Um, and so I, I realized that like a lot of the times when I would switch to my telly live is because I was wanting the neck pickup on it. Um, but yeah, I figured out the, the bass cut thing and it actually works wonderfully. And so it's, made, it's opened things up to me where I, I feel like I can actually use a humbucker neck pickup now. Interesting. Um, and so yeah, I'm just, so whenever I'm on my neck, like I'm, I'm rolling in, rolling off some bass. Uh, every once in a while, I'll split it to, to a single coil, but usually... So do you have these set as volume, volume, tone, or tone, tone, volume? Uh, it's going to be master volume, tone, and then the bass cut. Oh, right, okay. Bass cut's only going to the neck pickup. And to have a potentiometer on tap to really yeah. play with that per room is great. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. And what an interesting setup. And I love the knobs. Oh, yeah, thanks. The bullet, or bullet, yeah, I, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, those are so cool. Yeah, I got them off. I think I just got them off Reverb. Yeah. Man, that's that's so slick. What um, pickups did you decide to go with? Oh, um, so in the neck, 
is a Lawler Imperial. And then the bridge is actually one that I wound. Um, oh, you wound it? So yeah, I did, I did end up winding a pickup as well, yeah. Um, same thing, dude, I didn't, real, I didn't think it was gonna work out. I, I thought it'd take me like a few pickups to get into it. Um, I, this, the first one I wound just happened to sound decent. Uh, I don't know if I got lucky or not. But um, yeah, so I, that's that pickup. I meant to wind to a, a set just for this guitar, but I didn't have time before we left. Now, when you were making that pickup, did you have like an idea in, my, in mind, like I kind of want this to sound PAF-ish, low yeah. output? Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what you went for? Yeah, gotcha. so yeah, there's like information online, it's, you know, PAF, you want to go around 5,000 turns per bobbin or something like that. Sure. So I just kind of like went with the, the prescribed amount of wines and... Now, do you um, have a bobbin winder or did you do that shit by hand? No, 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 no. Yeah, I, got, I, got, I bought a winder. Okay, I was going to say. It was like, I found it for like 150 bucks or something oh, off that's eBay. Super cheap. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um, yeah, so just found the specs that you're supposed to do it to and I just tried it and it worked out. Hey. So, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> hey, awesome. Well, other than um, that, your amp setup is pretty much the same. I think the last time you were running on an AC30, is that what this is, I'm yeah. guessing? Okay, cool. Same. Yeah, yeah. Just with a, a different uh, grill. Okay, coming. I think yeah. I had the black one before, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then that Supro you were playing last time too, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah I haven't really changed that up in a while. Um, yeah, the AC30's been my like main guy for a long time now. Great sounding amp. Yeah, it's and like, together it does a thing. It does, yeah. yeah. So I've, I've found over the years that I prefer, and especially our sound guy as well, prefers um, to blend the AC30 with something else. Um, and I, I like blending amps in general. I feel like it, you know, like you have one amp that has harmonic content and then you have another one that fills in a, a bit of a different color in the harmonic content, you I know, did, and they yeah. kind of fill each other in, so. Totally. Yeah. So that's pretty much the same as last time. Yeah. And then from the looks of it, your pedal board hasn't really changed a lot either. I don't think so. I think yeah. last time you had the M5 or the M9 or something. Oh, okay. But the oh, HS wow. effects yeah. pretty much covers yep. all of that ground. Yeah, so that's kind of just like my Swiss Army knife sure. here. And then... Um, so I'm guessing this is what you're using for drives and um, that sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's well, not hugely modulation. Well, yeah. the Julia you're using, I'm sure the same way you've been using it. And it yep. was on... Okay. A couple of records, so yep. yeah, the Julie I use a lot. Um, it's like the only kind of chorus that I'll use, um, and then this Fuzz Rocious um, <clears throat> Afterlife has been pretty big for me. Um, what is it? It's just a reverb pedal. Oh, cool. Was but, that a um, dual channel reverb or something? No, it's just it's got like a hold switch. Oh, cool! Like um, a washy. Yeah. Cool. Like where it just holds the the wash, um, but. Uh, yeah, this, this pedal I've had for a while, I like it. Um, and especially on this last record, I ended up using it for 100% of all my reverb stuff. Wow. Um, so yeah, the, that gets used. Uh, this is a um, Walrus Warhorn that I, I like the sound of for just a little like extra push for overdrive. Yeah. Um, I, I run my amps hot, and I get all my overdrive sound from the amps itself. So for your cleaner parts, are you just kind of rolling off the volume exactly, a little bit? Exactly, yeah. Oh, no kidding, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah, I, I volume cut for the clean stuff, run, run the amps hot for overdrive stuff. Um, and I think especially for the Vox, the AC30 is probably particularly well suited for doing that. I don't think all amps clean up sure. as nicely, yeah, maybe, yeah. I don't know, but yeah. Interesting. And then the Julia, if I remember correctly, it had some sort of cool feature where you could blend the chorus with another effect, right? Yeah, so it's got like a 
chorus, vibrato, I think is basically what you're blending between. Yeah. Yeah, so it's got, it's got a really unique sound. It's really like warm and sweet to me and I, I like it, so. Yeah, chorus can be um, a bit extra. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think giving it a little bit of that vibrato kind of like, I don't know, it, yeah. it de is it just enough to where it like sounds a little sweet? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah. Uh, I, I think after our last big rundown, I played with one of those a little bit because I, like you, was not like the biggest chorus guy. Although yeah. you do see it coming back real oh, yeah. freaking oh, hard time, right yeah. now. Yeah. Time, yeah. But for 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 somebody like me, I think that's a that's a really great workaround because if you need chorus, you could probably just dial it all the way up, right? Yep. Like yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. Well, yeah. pretty straightforward, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we appreciate you taking the time to Cheers. do this. Yeah. Um, you guys, please stay tuned for more rig rundowns, riff rundowns, video lessons. Uh, we actually have a giveaway going on right now with uh, Dustin's signature model. If you want to get your hands on one of those bad boys, you should definitely go to our website and check it out. Thank you so much.